1: i a coach now since a few years and many things happened the past few years too. And I jumped from one niche to the next and now I do another quest. I have a lot of passions, but answering those easy questions, I cannot. Mm-hmm. I said, how is it possible? So I do this Firo City and he asked for 25 curiosity, but really going into detail and I struggled. I mean, I can write a long list, But going into detail, I had really a problem. And someone asked me, Diana, create a package with a sexy, you know, a sexy package with your passion. And I get so stressed because I know I have it within me and I'm sure it's in front of me and I just don't see it. Okay. So that's my biggest struggle
0: right now. Why don't we work through that? And let's put that little voice in our head. And all of us have that voice, Diana. You're not alone in this. It's, it's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for anybody that you can think of. There is always a little voice in our head that tells us, maybe this is not for you. It, you could be the most successful person. The voice still is there. What we are learning and we are hoping to learn as humans is to quieten that noise easier and easier every single time and noise becomes milder and milder every single time for us to continue on the path that is our calling. And that's really our endeavor. And that's the endeavor we must focus on or consider as we are having this conversation as well, is that voice is not going to go away. Let's learn to accept the voice because that voice is not necessarily there to hurt you. It is there to help you. It's trying to protect you. But what we don't need now, what Diana doesn't need in her life right now, what Ajit doesn't need anymore in his life right now, is protection. We know we are safe. We know we can be safe. What we want is growth. And the reasonable conversation to have with that voice in our head is to ask if to quiet a down so it can be on the passenger seat, but not on the driver's seat. Because the driver's seat must be driven by courage, passion, growth opportunities, things that we truly desire in our life. Not fear, not concern, not doubt. Those are things that are not, not something that makes us in our most empowered self, unless that is the case. That is not the case, right, Diana? You don't feel more empowered when you're in doubt.
1: No, 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 no. And, no,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I'm courageous and ev- everyone says, Diana, you're fearless, you're bold, <laughs> you know? That? But I th- I think they see all a lot of strengths in me and I focus on those doubts
0: yeah and you are strong and you're right and they see this friend they are reminders of what you can see so it's beautiful that you have a beautiful community around you that remind you how great you are now it's for us to also lean into our personal greatness and be able to accept for what is truth which is you are courageous which is you are thought-provoking and you can change people's lives and you can change niches and still be wildly successful
1: yeah
0: okay okay so let's first of all, second of all, for that matter, lean into these, this idea that you have that every few years you change your niche. Give me a little bit of a backstory. What's been happening?
1: The feeling what I have is I'm like a chameleon. You know, I have so many layers mm-hmm. yeah, from my life experience, you know, and, and that's what I learned is find a niche where you reflect yourself, you know, like where you have an experience, where you have your passion in it or, you know, like that's... That the people really feel Hi. when they're through. So, and here I could say, okay, I could go through divorce. I could people who are around fifty, they question uh, themselves, and and that's still my one of my top <laughs> niches. That you come to a crossroad and you you ask yourself suddenly, what's next? What's now? Is is this my life? You know, can I be happy or not? So that's the part. And then when I talk to younger people, and they trust me fully, and because I'm a mother of two, so they are two grown-ups now, they trust me, and they have so many problems, and I can help them. You know, like I know there's a huge need for it, but can they uh, things? Can they can they pay me? That's that's a uh, things the other question.
0: Vienna, what what I understand is that you have many dimensions to yourself, and you would like to explore all of it. I'm going to do a segue so I can understand you better a little bit. Have you ever wondered what is success for you? What would make Diana feel successful? Everybody has a different definition of this.
1: Yeah. Have you considered yeah, that know. question? Yeah. Yes, I did. And I'm glad it, yeah, you asked me. Success. I think my biggest urge is, or what I seek for, is validation. That I get, that I'm seen, that I'm heard. And that I get a validation. Yeah, I think that's something what I missed for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. Success would mean
0: for you that you are seen, you are heard, you're validated for your capabilities. That is what success would mean for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me share with you something that may counter to everything that even I have said sometimes. But as we evolve as human beings... We must build a different understanding. There is things that we say for common understanding. And then there's the truth that is only personal, right? What do I mean mm-hmm. by that? If you go to India, common understanding would be you should marry someone and stay with them for all of their lives. I come from India, is so why I'm saying about that for India. That's kind of have been the narrative. That's narrative everywhere, but in India it's definitely a dominant narrative. A personal truth for a lot of people there right now, and a lot of people that in the past also, has been, I'm marrying someone and the person is not right for me, I'm going to end that marriage. Men are women, irrespective, right? There is the truth or the perception of the truth or the narrative, which is everybody should marry and they should marry once and stay with a partner for all of their life, which is the narrative there in that country. And the truth is not everybody finds the right partner. Right. Not everybody gets lucky in the first go while not even knowing the person because arranged marriage is a big thing in India. Right. Or used to be at least. So what is it that we truly listen to? We listen to our personal truth eventually. Like we need to understand the general narrative so we can understand or make sense of the world around us. But most of the time, the real truth is always the truth that is true for us. The truth about ourselves and about our lives. The general narrative is pick a niche and work on that niche. Right? The reason why that narrative is, is because most people who would start would not have the ambition or the definition of success that you have, Diana. Most people, when they start a coaching career, have either left a career or are struggling to build a career, right? And so their definition of success is, I have these many clients and I make this much money. That's the general definition of success. And the reason why that is general definition of success is because they're not safe financially and helps to feel everything else can wait apart from first me getting financially safe because I have a family to take care of or myself to take care of, whatever the narrative might be or whatever the reason might be, right? But there is a need for safety, financial safety, before they can really listen to what's important to them, right? To create financial safety, you need focus, Right? Because when you want to create a a good amount of money in a fairly short period of time, you need to put your attention to something that can make that money. It doesn't mean you'll be doing that forever in your life because everybody like you there and multidimensional. They'll start somewhere and do something else eventually and will add things to their portfolio, will add things to their career. That's everybody's future. Very few people stick to just one thing forever in their life because it's really hard to do that. It's very boring, Right. So most people will change over the course of, if not the first 24 months, then maybe in the first three years, five years, 10 years, whatever it might be, but they will change. They will find something else beyond what they're already doing, right? If not in their professional life, then in their personal life, because we all are individuals that love certainty, but we love diversity. We love uncertainty. We love ability to be able to do different things because that's what fuels us. So, Diana, you're at a place in your life where you are not necessarily driven by that certainty of financial safety. You may or may not be financially safe, but that doesn't drive you, right? It doesn't matter if you are or not. It's more about where your drive is, right? That's why I asked you, what does success mean for you? Success <laughs> means for you is recognition, being able to be seen and being able to be heard, which means you don't have to listen to the popular narrative. You can listen to your personal truth. Your personal truth here, Diana, is that you will feel more successful, irrespective of the size of audience you have, irrespective of the size of people that you're working with, you'll be feeling more successful if you were able to impact more lives. One-on-one, one-to-group, doesn't matter, but basically you're able to impact more people because that's how you feel that you're being seen, you're being heard, you're being validated, your experience is being validated. Does that sound true to you, Diana? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true, So there is no need for niche because you're not trying to find financial certainty. You're not trying to accelerate a career in a particular path. You're trying to accelerate your career in particular outcomes that you create in the world, which may or may not require a niche, especially if you find yourself struggling to find one. Right. Here is what I suggest or here's something to consider when you're creating something new. There is the clarity of what you want to create. And there's a creativity of what you want to create. Mm -hmm. When I'm trying to record a video or create a video, a lot of the times, I don't know where the video is going to go. Like this coaching session. I don't know where this coaching session is going to go, right? Mm -hmm. This is me leaning into my creativity. I don't know where the outcome is going to be. But a lot of the times when I would start a session like this, people will go, I'm exactly this. I need exactly this. And so I know exactly where I need to go, right? So, that's where I am leaning into my understanding of a particular audience, or a particular personality, particular psychology, particular energy that a person's operating from. And sometimes I'm purely going on my creativity because I don't know where the conversation is going to go because the conversations aren't directed towards a particular outcome. I have to find what that outcome may be, the most useful outcome that we can find for that conversation piece. So, where you are, Diana, is you are in the place of where you are potentially finding. Your niche, if I have to call it that, or finding your niches, if if that might be the truth, through creativity. And the only thing that you can do when you're discovering that is to get as creative as you possibly can, right? So to lean into as much diversity as you possibly can, to lean into as many different conversations as you can, as many different types of clientele that you can, because that will help you find what really gets your heart to sing, what really gets you to go, wow, this. If I could have more of these, that would be amazing. And that may give you a niche and maybe it will not. And it's okay either of the ways because your driver is not the speed of financial success. Your driver is being seen, being heard, being recognized, which may happen with just one coaching session as well, right? It doesn't have to be thousands of them, right? Financial certainty, completely different driver. For a person, this kind of uh, drive, completely different for a person. So that knowing this now, How do you feel? How do you feel about the narrative of the conversation that you were having in your head of saying, well, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do all of it. How does that make you feel right now?
1: Right now, I feel a bit more relaxed.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. How does the energy of relaxed feel as, let's say, you were to do the next coaching conversation or you were to talk to somebody who may be a potential client? Does that feel like you'll be operating from a better place if you're more relaxed?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If if you have too much pressure on the shoulder or saying, oh, you have to, and it's, you know, and I don't, yeah, makes sense, yeah. It's it's more relaxed, more in the flow, and uh, you can even serve better or, yeah, serve better, be a better coach,
0: yeah. Then, in your experience, just looking at your own uh, past experiences, I just want to kind of check in on this is, Has it happened that when you create from a place of a relaxed state, you're more in a place of joy? Do you feel more joyous because you're operating from a place of relaxation? And when you're creating things from a place of being in a relaxed state, or do you find it more joyful when you're stressed out?
1: It's more relaxed I am. I'm, I'm more happy. I have lots of energy. No, I can move mountains, you know.
0: And more good things happen when you are relaxed and you are happy and you enjoy this.
1: Incredible. It's incredible. So, Dana,
0: now that we know that we are better creators, uh, we are relaxed, we uh, are more happy and things are easier and things feel easier when we are relaxed and not in a state of anxiety, fear, concern, and stress. What is it that we can do next time this thought occurs in our mind? I need to find my niche or I need to find some certainty. So we can turn that down and be more relaxed. What is it that Diana can do uh, based on her experience of her own life?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, there are so different things. First of all, I do a lot of sport. So being in the nature, running, cycling, or even just walking, you know, that just makes me happy. I relax. Yeah. I'm just in a beautiful, beautiful surrounding If this is not possible, a great song, you know, dancing quickly or an upbeat helps me too. But sometimes I I even listen to a nice meditation, a guided meditation, because I haven't found my way of doing my own meditation. But I don't mind listening to something, you know, like just so come down and relax and away with all those self-talks and doubts, yeah. So it's
0: beautiful, beautiful. And you would think that self-talk is going to turn down when you are meditating and when you're walking. Do you, do you feel like the self-talk mellows down? i The reason why I'm asking these questions is because while now intellectually you understand that you need to be relaxed to create what you want to create, what tends to happen is when life actually happens and we get into a cycle, we need to find a way to break that cycle, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this, right? You are. Thinking about a negative thought and now it's a bloody spiral and it's keep going down, going down, going down. And you're like, why am I here? How did I make this whole story up? And you realize three hours have gone by as you've made that story up about something, which may or may not be true completely, right? So what is it that we can have as a reminder, as a mental check-in? I know there's a lot of somatic work that you talked about. You can walk, you can run, you can dance, which is all awesome. And yes, you that could definitely help because it immediately relaxes your nervous system but how will you stop the mental chatter? What is the cue that we can set up today or identify today that will help you stop the mental
1: chatter? Well, what I definitely do in the morning, I always journal. yeah, I do gratitude and I edit some lofty questions or, you know, like, I don't know if they really help me, but at least it feels good when I write them.
0: So every time doubt comes in your mind or every time you recognize, recognition is the first step. So that definitely mm-hmm. needs to happen. The awareness to... What am I thinking? It's actually called thought awareness. Uh, thought awareness is when you know when a thought has occurred in your mind, and now you, you can really do something about it because you know this is the thought right now in my mind, right? So let's say you go, Dana, you cannot write a book. Let's say that's the thought that occurred, right? So thought occurs, Diana, you cannot really write a book. What you do at that time as you recognize that a thought has occurred is you say, is this thought or is this way of thinking helping me or hurting me? Mm You can challenge the thought, right? So it's almost like you go, oh, I see a thought is here. Let's talk about this thought. All right, this thought, thought, you cannot write a book. Is it helping me or is it hurting me? Well, it seems like it's trying to help me because it's trying to keep me safe and keep me protected, but really is hurting me because it's hurting my growth, right? Would you say that would be a dialogue that would happen in your mind as well? Some version of that dialogue?
1: I'm actually just smiling now within me (laughs) because... You are so right, you know, and it's an amazing thing to do. Yes, I have to get used to it. What I realize as a coach that for my clients, I have the best things to say, you know, but I'm actually not doing them on my own. Not all, but some I think, hmm, actually, I really could use them too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you absolutely can. And that's okay. That's why we say any coach should learn how to be a self-coach, which is yeah, what I'm sharing yeah. with you is this is how you coach yourself, you Challenge your thought, you say, is this helpful or hurtful? Even if it's helpful, you see if it's truly helpful or it's trying to hurt something else. And so in this particular thought, it's like, well, it's really being helpful to safe and protect, keep me safe and protect me, but it's being hurtful towards my growth. So once you have identified, let's say a thought is actually being hurtful, you say, so what could be a thought that is actually a more empowered thought? Mm -hmm. An empowered thought is a thought that allows you to move through life in an empowered way which means in a way that is more aligned with growth, opportunity, your true self, which always wants to be empowered and wants to create and wants to be the creator in the world of their own world and the world outside, right? So with that energy, you ask the question, what would be a more empowered thought? Well, a more empowered thought in this scenario might be, well, Diana, you can write the book with the right support or with the right guidance or with the right training, with the right learning, with the right book outline. Whatever that might be, but it's true for you, right? I'm just giving you so many empowered thoughts that are counter to Diana, you cannot write a book, right? So you could be like, okay, I can write a book and I do need X, Y, and Z for it. Great, that's an empowered thought. Once you have identified an empowered thought, you then get to make a decision. You say, hey, I can choose a disempowered thought right now, which is Diana, you cannot write a book, or I can choose the empowered thought, which is one of many that I can choose the an empowered thought. What am I going to choose? What is it that is going to serve me? And... Even if I'm fearful, what if I chose that thought for one day? So you want to give yourself 24 hours. If you can give yourself more, even great. But you choose a thought for one day. So you say, for one day, I'm going to choose the thought that Diana can write a book if she gets an outline done. Or Diana can write a book if she gets the right training. And then you act as if that empowered thought is the true thought that is in your mind. So an empowered thought, let's say if it was I can write a book if I had the right training would make you to go research trainings. You'll go, okay, one of the trainings I can get online, offline, on YouTube for free, for paid or different things. It might take you three, four hours to identify that training. And once you've identified that training, you might even say, I'm going to just go get the training or it might be a book and you'll be like, I'm just going to go for my walk and I'm going to listen to the audiobook." right? I'm going to actually act as if that power thought is true, right? What happens, Dana, is when we take 24 hours or more to believe in empowered thought, it starts to show signs of what would happen if you chose an empowered thought, which usually is movement towards the growth that you wanted to have. So say, for example, you decide I can write a book using uh, the right training. So you go out and buy books like On Writing by Stephen King or books like Word by Bird or many other books that are on writing. And you start listening to them and you go, wow. That's how you write a book. That's how you come up with an outline. Well, then, Or you go to masterclass.com and buy a program on writing. Or you go to Mindvalley's website and you buy a program on writing. Whatever that is that you choose. But you find a path or start the training and suddenly you go, I can do this. Because nothing is really difficult. We know that, right? Especially for you, Diana. It's definitely not difficult. Look at your life, right? You have had such a beautiful, full life that everything is kind of easy, right? Once you get to it. The point is to get to it. Right. So once you create that movement, it is pretty certain to me that in the next 24 hours, you're going to create enough movement for you to go, oh, I can totally write a book. Right. And that's how you go from a disempowered thought to an empowered thought by creating action towards the empowered thought. And by believing it, like wearing a coat, basically, wearing a jacket for a day and saying, do I like this jacket? If you went to a store and they had the option of, hey, try it on and see if people comment on when you're wearing this jacket because you want the jacket, but it's a jacket's too expensive or whatever the thing is, try it on for a day, come back. If next day you had a lot of comments on that jacket, you're going to want to buy that jacket. It's the same way we start to buy an empowered thought because we see the positive outcomes, the positive momentum of choosing an empowered thought. And once you're in the cycle, then you've started a new cycle. How we start negative spirals, we can also start positive spirals things that we believe because we took positive action and we continue to believe more and more and more about them. How does that sound as a tool, Diana, to you?
1: I love the 24 hours, you know, that you allow yourself to say, okay, you can try for 24 hours, you know, and then you see...
0: All I want you to do is try and see if this works. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but at least it's worth giving a shot. And I'm glad that you think it's worth giving a shot. Because it will at least give you some growth. You'll find more about yourself on how much time do you really take to accept an idea as well, right? And a thought. Is it two hours that you were already feeling empowered? Does it take all 24? Did it need some more time? And that's okay too if it needs more time. There's nothing wrong about it. It's just an experiment. And we are trying it and playing with it so we can see how to shift that thinking that's not necessarily empowered for us, right? Some beliefs take a long time to build. Some empowered thinking take a long time to build. It's not that they happen in 24 hours. There was a personal crisis in my life recently. Where And again, it's been related to people that we love. It takes even longer, right? Especially mm-hmm. if we have a disempowered thought already embedded in our minds. Is If you get stuck with a disempowered thought for a long period of time, and long period might be 10 days straight, you'd be in a spiral of something. If you get stuck in that spiral, it's hard to break that spiral because it's hard to see the beauty in something that you cannot see the beauty anymore in. And it took me another 10 days to break that spiral. And I am I am somebody who trains on this, practices day in, day out. But because I couldn't recognize it early enough, it mm. took me a while that I am in a loop. Uh, and to get out of the loop, it took me a different set of practices to believe something for 10 days, to look for some things for 10 days before I could feel... I was back into the place where I was operating from an empowered place and not a disempowered place. So it is okay if it takes longer, and some things will take longer. Not everything takes 24 hours, but 24 hours are long enough to give you a signal if it is worth investing your time in. If that is a thought that you really would like to have, if that is a thought that would really help you over time or immediately.
1: Absolutely, and you know, and if I'm allowed to say this to you. I know that that you know your tools, you know your ways around. And I'm sorry to hear it took 10, 10 days. Yeah, but then still, I think it's also important that sometimes it takes longer because then we feel again with the others too, because for you, it's maybe everything. Yeah, come on, I, I can control my mind. I can con- I control this because I practice this so many times. But if we have once in a while, 10 days, it also happens. Yeah. And,
0: and I also want to share to, to remind you that nobody's perfect. Like yeah. Even the people who have the tools, have practiced the tools, have created the tools, have trained on the tools, have coached on the tools, we all fumble, we all fail, we all fall. The tools are there for us to learn, for you to learn, for everybody to learn, and for us to get better at it every single day. But there's no point where we become this perfect sentient being who has you know regulated everything in a matter of drop of a hat. That's not how life works. Life is an ongoing journey. We all are growing. So I share this also to give everybody who is listening to this podcast, including you, Diana, the permission Mm -hmm. to know that it can take 10 days. It can take 100 days. It doesn't matter. What matters is you're in the journey, that you're willing to change that thought pattern, that you're willing to say, I can have an empowered thought and I can lean into growth and I don't have to operate from here. And I want to always be vulnerable enough to share that it's not that I've got it all like anybody else who is in this field or any field or is successful from the outside in, it doesn't matter. We all struggle and we all find our ways. The job is, the curiosity is, the intention is to share what's happening and to learn from what's happening and to grow from what's happening and not to feel limited by something that may have occurred and that we don't to beat ourselves down because we couldn't use our own tools sometimes, right? It's fine. It's part of the journey. It's absolutely okay.
1: Thank you for sharing, yeah.
0: All right, yeah. What what are some of the key takeaways that you take from our conversation
1: today? First of all, it was amazing talking to you one by one. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. Well, I definitely use this tool of recognition of my thoughts, of my self-talk, if it's not uh, proactive. And I ask myself, you know, and I give myself the permission to change it at least for 24 hours. And if I like it, then I keep it. I think this will help me a lot.
0: And that you do better when you're rested and when you're relaxed and not when you're stressed out and anxious. So you can choose your your niche, your whatever that you're doing. You want to do it from a place where you feel relaxed and not stressed out. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. Thank you so much for your time, Dan. It was fun talking. Thanks so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And see you around. Bye.